0: Welcome to the 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. A retrospective.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to a 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast presents V5 Companion. Actually, this is an influencer podcast. What I mean by that is, basically, you guys get to hear our information hot off the press, right? It just launched for everybody today. We just got it today. And we were so excited going through it that we thought, why not capture some of those insights and conversations we had amongst the team and roll it out now. Uh, for those of you getting the book, you could read along and kind of hear what we were saying as it goes and jump to Discord and go, I totally disagree with you, Bob. At last, I've caught you. Or maybe go, yes, absolutely. What, what happened here? And uh, we want to get into that. But an exciting addition to our team, we're always growing here at 25 years, and uh, one of the Biggest things is that uh, I love it when a fan is with us for a long time and and thinks that maybe we wouldn't allow and has that doubt in her head and then <laughs> gets the courage to step up and say, "Hey, I'm just going to ask. I already know the answer, but let me see." And uh, John, hey, hey, that is me. No one is Cappadocia online to those on, on the Discord. Um, John comes to us from a, an extensive uh, growth period, <laughs> and what I mean by that is uh, role playing, whether it was new to John or not, he always seemed to be the perpetual student and applying those principles as well. And there's a reason for that, isn't it, John?
2: That is true. Uh, aside from playing games all my life, I have taught uh, all of my life. So I've been a teacher. Uh, I've taught high school, I've taught college. Um, and that's just how I view my uh, time here is to learn. So anytime I can learn something, I'm going, I'm going to and I'm going to try to apply it. So that's pretty much what I've been doing here. Um, Carissa for, oh God, like the last, I think, two years, I've, uh, I, I've uh, been involved, so it's been great.
1: I like to say ever-evolving. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that uh, you asked that question right around the same, I was so proud, I I'm just Aww. real quick, and we'll get to the book that everybody's reading. Uh, the issue is, is that a lot of folks believe that uh, I'm going to go around and open up the doors and kick opportunities everybody's way. No opportunity ever exists like that. An opportunity is only ever an opportunity when you seize the moment. And those are the people I want is those who dare those who get past that fear to reach out and try to better themselves. I'm not saying it's going to go like John for everybody. In fact, I know it won't John. I go through an extensive interviewing process. It took two years for him to be mm-hmm. there and apply and influence the community and, and, and be available. Do And, and when I mean by be available, John, what I liked about it is every single time you, you made me aware of what you wanted to do, where you're going to be and how it was going to be done. Just just like any other adult would in every other walk of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers. But as gamers, we know gamers. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> and so, you know, you're never, ever, ever from a business sense, from even a friendly getting together, doing a podcast sense. If we can't rely on you, what the hell? Right. Yeah, all right. And that's it's just basic things. So just some food for thought, folks. And of course, DJ. Hey, everybody. Brother I'm good. I'm excited. Chris. Good to go. Mad
0: of many names. The <laughs> monkey
1: of the East Coast, for instance. Yep. The Devil Brahmin. All right. So we got everybody down here recognized. Um, guys, I hope you feel warmed up. I know it's a, it's a nervous podcast. Um, let's just say that never before have I said, we just read it guys. Let's talk about it because I know the fear, right? There's a fear there, but there's a fear for everybody when it's new, right? Nobody wants to get it wrong. Guess what guys? I don't care if you get it wrong exactly, but that we speak to it and bring awareness is what this is all about. Generate excitement. Am I right? That's right. Yep. Do it. So, all right. Without further ado, we're getting to the source book, which off the bat, let's talk about this cover for a minute. Right Now, I know nobody paid for it, but yep. this cover's pretty cool. Right? Obviously, we only got it PDF, so I'm assuming somewhere it's going to be sold as well. I have no idea about those insights. Uh, just when I got it, immediately I was like, this is definitely a V5 because it looks stylistic. Oh, yeah. Like I'm in the middle of a photo shoot, which uh, I, oh, I enjoy that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I originally was like, this sucks because everybody looks realistic. Now, if it's not V5 style, uh, even on my shelf, when I have the V5 books lined up, I like the way V5 looks like another world.
2: Oh, yeah, nice, sexy, sexy
1: players Mm. over here. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the old green books are for those people who play that in-depth V20. Uh Right. Uh, Which I am. But that's not the point. Uh, So V5 Companion had some promises in here, and I want to cut to that off the bat. DJ, help us out. What was some of the things that people wanted to hear about was in this book?
0: Uh, Things that we're definitely taking a look in this book as the introduction of the three clans have been waiting to kind of round us out. The, um, speaking of the Salubri, the Ravnos, and the Zimitsi. Um What types of powers they may or may not have. Um, specific things dealing with mortals and ghouls. Um, some really cool things regarding how to make Coteries and Clans work um, specifically together, because that's one of the biggest things that people usually have an, mm. uh, some trouble around, is actually getting their Coterie off the ground, especially coming from different backgrounds. And uh, my favorite part is that there's a Rules and errata update for the core book um, listed at the end, so we'll definitely be digging into that.
1: So, uh, we, I didn't hear anything about this. I heard Ravno, Salubri, Zemis, that's it. That's what's going to be here in the new discipline power-up. That's all anybody cared about. So, to that end, John, let's just care only what people care about. You heard, heard me ramble. John's here. Thank you for putting up with that. But oh, let's cheers. get yeah, no to the Ravno update. And, John, welcome to your first pod. Thank Take you. Take it away.
2: All right, Ravno. So, those of us who have been playing since, you know, since this game line came out, like, i like, Oh god, I've been playing vampires since like 95, so I've seen the Ravno in all of their versions. Um, and I would say out of all the versions of the Ravno I've seen, this is probably uh, the most general one that
1: isn't going to piss too many people up, I don't think. Um, hey, right there, real quick, that's important to note. right? I felt that there was a gun to the head of these guys writing it. <laughs> yeah, It's like, guys, whatever right? you do. And that's what I figured out <laughs> that clan symbol is. It's the end of a barrel pointed at you, <laughs> right? It had to be what it was, right? Oh, it's like, God. don't you dare! I've heard all sorts of threats. I heard if they put anything relating here to what they were, I'm done. I'm breaking up with the game. And I was like, wow, that's that's a pretty deep threat. And then yeah. and, and then it was resonated in worse ways, right? That's the most least negative term I heard it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, geez, like can we just see what they got? Can we? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? So I don't and- know who hired the hit squad, but there it is, right? Yeah. And,
2: you know, clearly it worked because there are a lot of words in the Ravno that begin with R, but they don't ever end with O or M. So that's good. That's a start. (laughs) Um, And the way they pitched them, um, as I said, very general. Um, It's not tied to any, you know, deep cultural background, deep history in that way. These are just people who like to travel. Who but are compelled to travel for a very interesting reason, um, which I really enjoyed, and I'm not going to spoil it because y'all can just.
1: I will get the book. I will okay. wait. So. What, what are we ta- it. No, no, hold on, hold no. on, John. Yeah, John, you spoil it. Okay, man, get, everybody's got it. This came out All so right. Everybody has it. We're discussing it, man. All uh, right, let's do it. So the bane, the bane of the Rob now. Oh, you're jumping is- to the bane, John, too quick, DJ. What you uh, have? I was about to say. So, (laughs) to add to it, right? Potatoes. So, before before
0: we even get to it, I think John mentioned a good portion of it, but I think what makes it the best is rather than having to figure out what to do with the Ravnos prior, the way the Ravnos are written up are the Ravnos now. (laughs) So, the way their write up is all based off of the death of their antediluvian, and Mm. it cleans the slate. It cleans the slate so you don't have to worry about who they were at one point past. their, Their founder, done gone. Done, gone. All that matters are those that are currently still standing and what they represent currently. So there. So how's
1: that new? I'm gonna challenge that. How's that new?
0: I'm not saying it's new, new, but in terms of how it
1: could have gone, in terms of a write up, it it feels like a fresh carte blanche. A fresh carte blanche. Is that true? Tell me about the bane, John.
2: All right. So the bane. So we all know that since the Ravno as a clan were kind of in vogue. From all the various versions, we all know that they like to travel. That's kind of what they did. They traveled from the east to the west, up, down, whatever. But in V5, their bane compels them to travel, and that is due to, as DJ just mentioned, what happened to their clan founder, right? Because he is dead and gone no more, right? And that that event has translated to his progeny so that if they stay in one place longer than a certain specified amount of time, their blood begins to attempt to harm and indeed possibly kill them, right? Which is that link from when they, when that great death happened, it's trickling down to his, uh, to his uh, progeny, and it compels them to travel, it compels him to move. Um, they've always got this thing in the back of their minds that they are going to die one day if they don't keep on the move, which I thought was an interesting way of kind of blending um how this clan has been presented in the past with what has happened.
1: Now, right? well, here's, here's what baffles me, right? I've seen Queen of the Damned. We all have. <laughs> I've I read was... that book yeah. and they brought it right in. They brought it right into this. I don't even consider this to be necessary. This isn't a bad write-in for what mm. you have, but I, I actually applaud if this is a cheeky, on-purpose thing they did, for Ravno as a whole. The you had to have Ravno, you wanted to have it, you weren't happy, you won't let us kill it off, you won't let it, you need him, you want him fine here. And oh, look what happened, their founder burned in the sun. So yeah. now, whenever you rest in one place, you too will burn, and you'll feel it, you'll start taking ag if you're in within one mile, if, basically, if you sleep one night in one place, you have to move at least one mile to sleep in a different one. Because mm. if you don't, you'll suffer ag right? you basically your blood is burning up as if it's the after effects. What? There's no explanation as to why that would happen. Of course you couldn't give one. It's your, it's your founder did it, but I can give you one. Mm? If you will see this when we talk about the Zemise as well, mm. V five folks, if we haven't caught on, I made the comment that it's like a video game. And indeed we could say it is easier to build maybe for programmers. I don't know. I'm not one. I've heard some say, yeah, thought, false understanding. I'm telling you right now. No, it follows to an Anne Rice universe logic. Mm. All vampires originate from one source. No matter what the characteristics of the most powerful line, we can consider Zemis, Lasombra, all them, all the founders, to be royalty, blood royalty. They're the original ones to be at the foot of Akasha. They know who she is, and then they're powerful enough to spread out and form their own groups. Because now we all share the same disciplines. No one has a unique discipline, right? It's all shared from something. You can have a derivative. You learn a different skill set with it. But they all come from the same. Because the Ravno, they have chemistry still, but it's not its own. It's considered part of Obfuscate. That is true. Right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, okay, eye-opener. But now, oh, just hold it. That's my theory. It made it digestible. I love the Enris universe, and I'm actually, like, super happy. Right? Because now I could tell you that you aligned the passion of the game in with what a vampire is. And now we can all see with the churches of Cain, now they have more relevance. Mm. Right? Now that makes more sense. Our blood comes from an original source. The sabbat are verified, right? If the founders disobeyed and all and who knows what that's gonna look like, that's oh, yeah. all verified now. And you brought it into one home. But here's the succinct problem. I don't think that it's that like I have a sinking suspicion that may not be where they went with it. And I'm really curious as to what you guys think.
0: I have to say I'm still the same mindset you are, because that's exactly what I thought in terms of it being like a like queen of the damn situation. Because in the back of my head, now that I think of Ravnos and I think about how that bane is catching up to them, they stay in one spot too long it's almost as if they're getting fried the exact same way their antediluvian did, except from the inside. It's that, that ghost that just continues to travel across from them. So it's almost like you're watching an RTS game and someone's like way too long and you see the light.
1: My fault. I didn't explain it. If anybody is not unfamiliar with uh, Anne Rice's writing, um, in Interview with the Vampire, they talk about the ancients, the first vampires. They get thrown in the sun. Their caretaker takes their torpid bodies and chucks them in the sun to destroy them, to free themselves of it, not knowing what that would do to the descendants of them. But when they do that, all the descendants burn. That's what happens. They don't, but their descendants do. Like, they're so powerful, they're able to sustain the damage of the sun and end up going back in it. But everyone not strong of blood burns the hell up, and worse. And that's what happens. And that's exactly what the Ravno thing is, right? But with their own antediluvian. Now, that's interesting. I think that's cool, but that's the correlation. I'm not pulling it out of thin air. Um, But I, I didn't even create it, right? I think Anne Rice is a great writer. Uh, But I also think guys, guys are writing our hobby are good, too. And I like it when it's a head, not a vampire stuff. One influences the other genre, right? This is cool. I I am trying to offshoot anybody who goes, that's so crap. It's not crappy. I'll tell you what would be crappy if they had no point of references to where that can come from. Mm -hmm. Right. Keep that in mind when it's out of nowhere. That's the biggest complaint people have. I don't even see the logic here. I see the logic here. If I am unto a vampire God and my blood is that strong and it takes that epic to destroy me, then it makes sense that those who beget of my own blood would suffer my fate when I die. And the only thing that could stop them is strengthening their blood. That's the only way to stave off their fate. Now, where they didn't go that far, maybe they did, right? Because it kind of reads, it could or could not be that. Um, It goes on. Let's get more in depth with it, right? It's companion, we're not ruining it, but let's also explain a simple fact that the Ravno um, do have a culture. And it's an interesting one. This new culture is sort of, just like you said, we're vagabonds because we have to keep moving, and we will keep moving. But then there's this still weird thing where people don't like us. I found that fascinating. Why write it into a clan where nobody likes you? What is your deal? Right? What, what is it that makes it to where I want to be a vampire asshole? Is that what the Ravno are? Is it just simple as that?
2: Oh, no. well, You see, I've got... Thought on that, so you know, people just in general be they humans, be they kindred, right? They are inherently concerned about people that do not stay in one place, like always going about, always uh, jumping around, like, Why are you doing that? There has to be some reason why, and you know, maybe in their brains they go back to, All right, so clearly these guys are just up to no good, they're jumping around to different spots, uh, why is that, and that could be. Because, yeah, you know, they did some stuff, and they got uh, caught on it, and now they're just getting out of dodge. But um, from the client perspective, we know why they are compelled. It's not necessarily always because they were doing things they should not be. But then again, it depends on the player, because the players could be playing them as giant assholes. You never know.
1: Well, why I why bring that up is because a lot of times people consider compulsive behavior... Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm getting hitting bigger is what I was trying to get you to go there, but I think you're you're on it. I think in your head it's yeah, the daredevils. Right? Yeah. They make this make sense. All Ravno have a bit of a daredevil tone. They're compelled to it. They're driven to it. Why? They know they're gonna die. They feel they're not truly immortal because every time they sleep somewhere too long and are on the run all the time and are forced off it. Bravo. Bravo writers. You made it make sense as to why they have to move and what that would do to them. You're gonna live life on the edge. If I'm immortal And I know jumping 50 stories, head planting and whatever, isn't going to kill me. But in doing so, if I land that backflip and flip off the camera, right, that's going to look really great. Leave a legacy. Everyone (laughs) here is going to remember me, especially if I could get up and walk away afterward. Um, (laughs) What's your downside to not doing it? Oh, the prince is going to get mad. It's going to matter to me the day that I'm locked in a basement for longer than a month, right? I'll be burnt to ashes anyway. So F you, I'm (laughs) only my immortality, right? And I really like that, but it goes farther. That's like one type. Also being a daredevil is taking dangerous tasks and jobs, mm-hmm. right? Deciding that you're going to be one who's going to pursue the logic and lore of these ancients or whatever you're going to do and getting close. What is the Sabbat? Um, I, I had immediately the idea of being an investigative reporter. Hi, this is Bob Bette and Clan Revenant coming live from Montreal. And here's an SBOT. By the way, I am not Sabbat. I am not <laughs> Sabbat. Excuse me. Um, why are you a nine foot tall Vaz? <laughs> you know, and like, why is he doing that? Um, live life on the edge. Right, and uh, I think that makes Gravno or Gravno Ravno great, and also, like you said, you said in um, it was a way that they made them generalize and where they're safe to talk about. And yes, that's what we did. I feel reading this, no guilt free, oh, yeah. discuss them as anyone. Concepts many, a plenty you can apply mm-hmm. to it, and and that's great. DJ, mm-hmm. any insights?
0: I believe the exact same thing. I uh, at first, you know, John john his first podcast great you know for you mentioning that because that's exactly where it should go is the 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 outside perception about them is exactly that someone who isn't stable hell you can't even have a president who doesn't have a wife because of that point or you know a a partner at that point because it just doesn't seem stable to the perception of everyone else so when you have someone who's always on the move um you are going to draw suspicion for one reason or another and that's exactly what it is but personally speaking from their perspective yeah who cares you're you're living that on the edge, and especially now that you know that staying in one place too long, that ghost is going to catch up to you in the form of your Uh, Better just keep moving and live, if anything at all, they probably live their best life every single evening. And I'm happy for that. It's it's exciting. It gives you the opportunity as a player to play someone way more daring um, than you would perhaps even a Torrid or who who's being avant-garde
1: in any way, shape, or form. All right. Ching, we're going to roll right along. Salubri. Now, now, Salubri, I'm going to take here because I really want to hear you guys. As, uh, you're going to have to sell me a bit. I'm lukewarm to Salubri. Um, I didn't see a fundamental change at all. I just saw that they're now included. Here's the rules for them. That's my exact feel to them, by the way. Let me tell you why. They mentioned they're persecuted, right? Well, I don't know why that's not changed. And I, they mentioned that they got, they got three eyes, and now every time they use a power, that eye bleeds. Right? No rhyme or reason why, it just does i guess cool gothic effect if you're looking for that and of course that we are but i like to attach a reasoning right Ravno have a reason why their brain veins burn what's the reasoning here uh dj from uh, reading Kindred of the east we know they established that solid failed his ascension and had a bastardized ideology of it bringing back telling everybody you could get Golconda, but he didn't get it right was how it went down and then writers said well he could get it and then there was again where he might get it and then it was like no but then there's all this evidence that no solid was a bastard throughout the world of darkness. So, okay. Now we're here again, where they're saying the rumor that he might have hit it. And these guys are going to help you, but that's the same rumor we've been chewing on forever and a day. Right. And in addition to, I'm just laying all the evidence out for you guys to just to <laughs> beat me up here. Um, <laughs> in addition to you have a tour, of the Salubri are also this group. That's uh they describe him as defeated. I'm going to counter that. The Chameer got their ass kicked in V five and the Salubri is still around stomping. They're still walking. They're still having fun, still doing their thing, living their life. Um, but now that we're back to this whole thing where there might be only seven or only rumored seven, I really wish they would write something about the seven. Mm. Where's this big rumor that only the seven of seven of seven is going to be here? Now, there is a group called seven in Requiem. Like, make it happen. Stop flirting. Right? <laughs> Get, stop flirting. Make it happen if you're going to do it. If not, quit it. Right? It's, it's that simple. Stop playing with my emotions. Uh, but it depends on what you're looking at here. Now, when I read the salubrian coming through here, the, the greatest part about this section was the artwork. Everyone was always looking for a solid salubri picture that would look realistic, but they show you probably why you're hunting the weird alien in the alleyway with three eyes. Just saying, fear is a natural inclination. It looks really inhuman, uh, the way they shot that photo. My hat's off to the artist, actually. It's a a good shot. Beyond that, still feel same old, old, right? Um, Was this supposed to be the same old, or do you consider this an update? And if so, why? I feel it's the same old, old as well. And the reason I say that is because... Even going to the
0: salubri archetypes that's kind of listed here, there isn't any because for the most part, this is a fan favorite. I'm gonna, from my perspective, this is just a fan favorite being put in there, right? Some folks want to go ahead and play salubri. Well, here's your opportunity to do so. But they're so scarce, and trying to figure out why they would even exist in your chronicle is gonna be pretty much probably the center of your chronicle. Not only that, but playing a salubri outside of the fact that they have that weeping eye makes them very, very, very tasty as it is. Oh, yeah, as it is, anyone tasting salubri blood. Um, has a difficulty of at least two plus whatever the bane severity for that salubri is. So at the very least, now we'll get to the Urata later, um, it's at least a difficulty of four. You're going to taste on that salubri? That's, that's, it's tiramisu on two legs is what you're looking at, right? So that's also kind of dangerous to play, but once again, I, I don't have anything else to add to it outside of just getting, getting what Why? you got.
1: That's what I'm asking. Why? Why? Where, where is this? Like, what is the justification? So it's either that they are rampant diabolists, and that's what they do, and that through Diabori makes, makes blood yummy. But why just for them, right? So if I'm, I'm a sire, I, Augustus Babacus Maximus, I have lived a long life, and in my Golconda I have failed my suspire. And I have taketh unto me, my children, be she greater than I, now eat my soul, young one. What? You said this whole time to be cool. No, eat my soul. Why must I? Eat my soul, I beckoned you. I am cruel and can't get to where you are. It's a great thing. Well, we know what happens when you diabolize someone. You become a soul eater. Now, that's not a condition. It's just me saying you're a dirty soul eater. Right? You're eradicating someone's soul and bringing it to yourself. I don't care what religious tenement you want to put to it. That's what you're doing. Ah, but you're making yourself more powerful, getting closer, whatever. Okay, fine. We'll get off that horse. That's one already. Be the hypocrite. It's vampire. We kind of do that. And all right, now that I've ate this soul, did I stop there? Like if I... If if someone ate me and I'm tasty, I'm mocha panda, mocha, mocha panda tasty. I ate Bob, yeah. this, man, he was good, <laughs> right? Good, he was. And yeah. I look around and I'm like, okay, I gotta be chased. I gotta, I gotta understand. There's a limit. Ooh, is it hot here. <laughs> oh man, all these fresh young brujas jumping around, starting stuff and getting violent. Do I do I rein it in? Is that a salubri? No, it's not a salubri. We, they're they're healers. They're curing people of thought or whatever and bad things and stuff. Doing good works. All right. But hold up. If you're a vampire and taste the salubri blood now, there's an addiction risk, right? You can't stop. It's, oh my God, I could literally taste Bob in your veins. What is going on? I just got to keep going at it. And I sat there and they said, oh, and the Banu Hakim, especially. Munch mm-hmm. and munch, right? And I'm like, okay. Okay. Now Bob can spin a yarn and can tell you why this is. And here it goes, right? It's living proof that Solid made the Bali, the Salubri are here, and the Child of Hakeem are intrinsically lined mm. up, right? And they tied them in. Now, they don't want to throw that out because, they know, old Bob's right. <laughs> right? they like, oh, no, <laughs> Bob found this out, right? We did the curse. The Bali caught the children of Hakeem and did what they did, and bad stuff happened, and it's so easy to convert a Child of Hakeem to be a Diabers. Why? Because Salubri tastes so good. Think mm. about it, right? They could sell it. Have you ever Diab? No. How do you know it doesn't taste good? That's a good Try point, Manu Bob, <laughs> right? Exactly. And But jokes aside, I don't want people to miss out that there's a lot of story they're not telling you here on purpose. And when I ask the question why, they're not going to define it neatly for you. You would have to be a researcher of the Easter eggs and the lore from a breath of 25 plus years they've poured into it to start getting flirtations to know that maybe whatever excuse you want to make up as to why this works, this is why they afflict them with it. This is a fundamental change for the salubri. Because before, you didn't have a justifiable reason why we're hunting these people down. Nothing whatsoever. Who cares if the Chimur have a problem with them? Let me explain that. I always thought that was dumb anyway. We're the Chimur clan. We got to kill the Salubri. Why? Because we ate their antediluvian. Doesn't that mean they're not a threat? Am I wrong in that? So you de their antediluvian, and everyone said, like, good job. You really did kill them. And they're like, all right, great. And you had magic. Wasn't that enough? Like, no, hunt down every three-eyed person who likes hugging people and healing diseases. Why would I kill someone in my domain that's cleaning up the herd and carrying them and making them more viable to eat later on? What are you, stupid? Like, get out of here, Tremere. Like, I don't care where you're from. If you got to eat it. Go eat your edict, okay? Get out. He doesn't get the good blood. You give him the lepers because apparently he enjoys that, you know? <laughs> and that sort of method. Meanwhile, the slurby's like, yeah, I'll keep healing. It's cool. Why? Because Warlord Bob is right. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, stuff has to make sense. However, their subtlety is what they updated. it. The way they word the writing in here is what they update. And it, it, you're going to get it. You old hats are going to sit here and go, all right, nothing changed. But it did. Right? They're given a survive, a grimy survivor feel where they're placed at. Um, you don't have a standalone obeya discipline anymore. Right? What do they nope. get instead?
2: Uh, so so Obeah was actually rolled up into aspects. They get Dominate and Fortitude.
0: Correct. They do get Dominate, so Dominate was uh, the new replacement.
1: So help me out, DJ. What did they say? They, they, they didn't just say they get Dominate in Ospects, What they say is this is how they use it. The
0: flavor, interestingly enough, I like the write-up of how they use that Dominate because whereas most kindred would normally use Dominate to be able to kind of just inflict such a selfish thing such as removing memories for their own <laughs> ill-begotten gains, the Salubri are, are seen here using Dominate to help ease uh, mental trauma or at least remove it from existence from them. So, it's interesting how they, they purport having to use Dominate for the salubri themselves. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and that's actually, uh, when I saw them, like, oh, that, that's good. Because, you know, as we all know, out of all of the clans that are going to help somebody else, just base, it's probably going to be them. And so they created reasons and ways to show that in-game aside from just being out for yourself, um, like even the powers that they roll up into aspects can't be used on the player themselves. They're always used against somebody else to either heal them or uh, help them in some way. I thought that was a really nice way to uh, kind of get, get the feel, get the vibe of what playing uh, this type of character is. It's not all about you all the time.
1: Well, here is what's all about you. Uh, Explain to me, guys, what's this effective empathy compulsion?
2: It really
0: is all about you, and <laughs> it's—I uh, uh, don't—it's the the clingy partner. Um, what's going on here? No, this can't be it. It's all right, boo boo. I'll help take care of it. You can't pay your bills. You're feeling all types of sad. I'm here for you. Don't worry. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what it is. When a salubri is kind of present there, and they see this type of suffering at one point or another, it's just way too empathetic. They kind of absorb it. It's almost as if—if if I was to have a, an in-game reason of doing so, it's like when you. Use aspects, folks, and you just start taking on the emotions of everyone else, and you probably didn't see it coming. It's just a wave of it, just like blowing past. Um, and for Saluri, it seems like that seems to be the case.
1: What I liked about this and didn't like about this is double-edged sword. I was like, I enjoy this compulsion if it applied to all aspects users. I really yes. did, right? Because right? it should. Um, to me, it feels like this compulsion's triggered on like a, a messy, uh, just a failure, right? That's that's why I think it should be triggered in for aspects users as a whole, because when you do, let's talk. Empathy for a moment is the ability to identify with someone and be in the moment, right? To feel what they feel and know and understand. And everyone should have a lot more of this in the world. But when you think of an Auspex user, they can't turn it off almost, right? Every time they're trying to sense and read a target, they're picking up every every, every twerk. Brought that too. But every tick, everything going on, compulsion, situation, their their mask isn't hidden to you. And if you're empathic enough, you're going to really feel it. Well, interestingly enough, they give this to the Salubri as being the only one who have to do something about it. And that I can't explain other than maybe it's the it's a head nod to the old Salubri healer days. And that's what they, they wanted to give to him. And that's great. But you said something as well, where you could be at the club out with your friends and you didn't know you brought a Salubri on. And you wonder why she's always got a hat in her head. And uh, she just told you she got done with work and it was a hard day. And someone goes, oh, man, I really wish you could do bottle service. It is my birthday. Ah, whatever we'll get it next time guys let's just do it and then all of a sudden she's like we can do bottle service now don't no, worry really i got you i got this and runs over Ching helps out bottle service It's all good <laughs> and i was like i'm sitting here thinking that's a goofy way to do it but essentially that's a that's a rough explanation of how one could roll it out i really doubt people are going to treat it just like that because it's supposed to be in coterie typically uh vampiric need but it's weird because don't people already do that though you're in my coterie, you come in a spasting a problem, don't I solve it with you? You would anticipate it, right? You'd actually think that's the way players would actually do it. All right. But maybe you don't. But now there's a rule mechanic saying you must. You must. And now that means in my coterie, any salubri's welcome. <laughs> right? Come by. Now Help out. what's interesting to note in here is that the salubri archetypes, this is where I definitely feel someone was like, I'm not writing anymore about salubri. <laughs> right? Because they take them all out. They say if a salubri is present in the chronicle domain, they're there for a purpose. I, outlining, if you want a be there, you write why they're there. They shouldn't get an archetype. They're not common, right? Just deal with it. I'm done writing about yep. them and moving on, or copy pasting, which is where I, I'm joking, I'm teasing, completely teasing. Um, but rolling on, we get to the long, da da, da dun, awaited write up on the Zemis, the dragons, the old clan voivodes, stokers. I hate that, by the way. Um, with with their own quote, not to lead, not to triumph, but to rule, to own utterly. First and foremost, bravo. Bravo from the bottom of my heart. I have long felt the Zamis were just immature as a god. That they didn't have a purpose. They didn't have a point. They were literally the, uh, the, the horror, horrific, terrible, grimdark of the vampire universe. They were there just to be creepy and to help people have a reason for instant weight loss or whatever you want to do. I joke all the time about that. That if you're a Zamis, everything's perfect. You want to seduce someone? Ah, it's a beautiful person. Shove them in a building and come out with ten people. Right? Like, there's never been... Cre- First off, that's me just super clowning when it comes to that. But am I wrong in the fact that most of me's usages that you've witnessed in-game or in a LARP come from a player not really caring about creating something horrific because most people don't have that in their nature or imagination to do, but they just want to be something feared.
2: Yeah, truth. And... uh You can kind of tell with how they've put the powers in where, uh, we'll get to a little bit later, but um, the types of ways you can change your body are pretty much every type of use I've seen in a LARP is either claws or protection for armor, and that's in here. I'm like, oh, interesting. I see. I see that now.
1: Right. I like how you pointed that out, that the limitation of the imagination common that is shared amongst the people who've actually used it, they made it the mm-hmm. go-to all sorts of things should come up but that's where you did here's why i think as artists artists can go hog wild in creating a terrifying image of a, of a zamisi user how many times have you seen a player go my horde form is uh um i'm tall I'm big werewolves are scary i got a, i got a huge mouth i got fur i have fur and uh i got claws and i'm strong and i heard things Ur, oh. mm, i'm a voivode now and they sit around grab a cup, glass of wine and voivode it up like, they, they don't know what this monstrous clan would think like. And then they said, you know who acts a lot like a And I really feel this happened. I think that whole crew, Achille included, were sitting back playing D&D one night, and they encountered a dragon, right? And so this laden was might have been a red dragon, and they were like, ah, in the mountain, we got to get the gold. And he was like, you are all in my horde now. You will never leave my mountain. Welcome to the Under mountain. You will never get out. And you're mine for all time. And, and and then someone went, where did I hear that from before? And then you think about it. I don't know. An entire clan. Really? <laughs> right? The whole feel of the Zamis is that. Right? DJ, why? It's
0: because it's, it's. well, one of the things that kind of built into it is because they are masters of their own, not only domain self, they are masters of themselves. They're masters of everything that they believe they touch. So much so that at this given moment in time, one of the things that comes interesting, you're like, well, wait a second. Why are they showing up outside of a Sabak book? and even more so why are they inclined to not want to be in the camera but somehow in the anarch is because this is all the reason why they even were the first ones to join the anarch revolt each of the meets is a master of themselves and they can't bear seeing someone above them try to hoard them as well when they're trying to hoard their own right so you could see why they would want to break out why they would want to own their own and i i've seen i think a little bit earlier um i've read some folks going like well isn't it odd that they would end up in the anarchs? do you really think it's odd i don't think it's odd i, I think it's just a natural conclusion for them especially if for those of them who are not in Sabat, tend to break away, that they were the original anarchists.
1: I I felt a very romantic pull to this was added to this plan that I think was always there, unbidden, unspoken about. And that is outlined in how they choose their children. They give you that Mm. compulsion that they view their child as property that some do. And whenever they use this phrase, well, some to me might feel this way. It means they do feel this way, but you, the player may not, right? They give you permission not to go with their direction. It's exactly how I hear it every time they do it for you. Enjoy that. But I'm going to go with them on this. If I am a Zemise and my blood is important because I am so amazing, right? So now when I gift my blood upon you, it's because your flesh and spirit, I wanted to join mine. And so I gifted it to you, but that makes you mine. I don't care what you do now, child. Go play. What's this? You know my domain. You will be home every night. Please, have I not given you a good home? Is, are these servants not pleasing? Of course they are. And you're thinking, he really loves me. Here's the reality. He turns around and grabs his other playthings and brings and clutches them close. And he enjoys them too. Meanwhile, he tells you to go out and have fun. You go out to have fun and you act up. Why did he make me immortal? Why do he do this? Very humane things. Why? When you are a lover, and it's new and it's hot, and I do mean just lovers. When you're not talking love, you first learn to covet. Right. Whether it was the emotions this person makes you feel, the physicality of it, the closeness or both or all the above, whatever it is, you want them to be you and only you, no matter what. And you want it to never end and you do whatever you can to keep it there, except reality and life kick in. Right. People got to fucking sleep. Someone's got to eat. You got to bathe. You got to get some air. You got to do something. Right. That's what you're thinking. However, there is people who exist and thrive in that environment. To where they help and compliment each other, recognizing that's what it is, but they help each other in life, and that's how they add fuel and keep a very healthy and rewarding relationship together. But for those people who don't hit that actual pinnacle of love and understanding, they are stuck at believing they do, and they are only left with this obsession. And so why I did this to go on this night to explain exactly what they, where that emotion comes from for this plane? They call them dragons for the fun half, but they're avoiding that dangerous topic that some people might find, well, I don't feel that way, Bob. Yeah, don't. This is how it makes sense to me, right? Because if you've ever been spurned, imagine that. You grabbed someone, you loved them, you made them their world, you gave them all the gifts and everything they ever needed, and they said you and only you, and then told you, this got routine, I fell out of love, and they walked away, but we could be friends. You hated. You hated with a wrath not felt, right? That's every man and woman. You felt this pain so severe that you had nothing to turn to, and eventually you grow up. You mature out of it. You realize, yeah, I I didn't look for it. I didn't really love them. I coveted them, and I loved my perception of them, not who they were. And in turn, I did get lazy. I gave them everything they want, but I didn't care about how they felt. I didn't do anything like that, and I didn't make that a rewarding relationship. So, okay, that's why they moved on. Zamis, don't give a shit about that. If I'm your Zamis Lord, I am the dragon. When I grasp you, you're mine. So you go out and play, but you come home, and if you don't, I will send my hounds. I will send my schlock guy out to bring you back to me, and when you, when I do, I may harm you because you're my flesh, but I won't kill you. No, no. Lessons will be taught. I will hammer home the traditions that uh, my people have, that we have because you are mine. And I don't care. If I take your leg, it's my leg to take. Doesn't matter that it mars your appearance, but I'll have you crawl on the ground every time you see me. This seems better. You seem more attentive and loving because now you know my wrath can get worse. But you don't wish to wake the dragon to quote Game of Thrones, right? Exactly. I mean this all ties into a whole lot of fun, uh, pop wise and otherwise. And it does. the coolest aspect is to talk about havens too. Did you ever wonder why was the means were like, why would you make yourself part of a haven and grow into this place? And if you did, wouldn't you take better care of it? Why is it always shitty? Yeah, you might if you cared. That's the point. If I if DJ, you're the dragon, you decide I'm gonna live in a shithole right now but that's because i own 500 miles of shitholes right i might decide to live in this crappy place and go to another crappy place and then go to another one but to me they're awesome because they're mine yeah Exactly.
2: exactly
0: exactly
1: and 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 truly that was what i
2: enjoyed most about how they put this claim in here was they really tried to get people to understand that what drives them is control and it's not just control of being able to tell somebody to go do something right That's a level of control, but their control is total. That extends to the hearts, the minds, everything around them is there. It's not just they have the authority to say, hey, you go kill that guy for me. It's that when it's that if they say that you want to do it, you are eager to do it because they control you in that way.
1: Better said would be a strong grasp of the chin Mm. and a question asked. Do you not love your lord and master? Oh, and of course you're right. going to say, of, of course, what what troubles you? I do love you, my favorite. But what troubles me need not trouble you. That Ventrue still has a better car than mine. I'll simply buy you a new one. I don't want a new one. I want his. I want his. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I want his. Right? And it, And then what does this person do? They're like, I know what the master wants. I actually can please him. Off they go right, because it's in their blood to do so, right, or they turn around and turn the screws on their playthings, because they're a dragon who covets, it's great, now, it's almost poisonous to talk about what's in here, because everything they did with the Zamis was amazing in this book, I thought, right, um, talk to me, though, about viscosity. that's what everybody's waiting for, how did that change, and, uh, DJ, take a stab, run here with the mechanics, sure. is with It is so a
0: couple of things that did change automatically was that um, number one, I guess for the way everything is streamlined now, and it does make the most sense. It is a form of protein, so they replaced the vicissitude as the discipline with protein itself, and made vicissitude um, along with flesh crafting and amalgam power. Um, not only that, but you know this this is the expression that we've also seen with the ministry, right? With Serpentis and, and the ability to change. So this kind of goes along with what we thought they would go with. Um, the vicissitude itself is awesome. When we get to that part, we will. But they did also change. Auspice is no longer um, an inclined discipline and ended up becoming Dominate. And I thought it was great because of just how much we're talking about the focus on them being the dragon, the hoarder, the one that's most in control. Why not go ahead and do that? And we've also kind of seen this in Requiem at one point with Clan Venture, which is I am the master of I'm the master of dominion over beast and man. So you have animalism for that purpose. And now you have Dominate to go ahead and exert that same amount of power amongst mortals as well. And I thought that was great. I, I thought that was a nice compliment to the, uh, the repertoire of that, which was nice.
1: I enjoyed the uh, aspect of breaking down mechanics as to how people can encourage Latka and Vaz. They brought that back folks, Ooh. right? They updated yes. it too. So it's in there. So whatever house brew rules you had, I know people love it when the writers put it in there and to make it official, it's here, right? I feel that uh, that was a fear for a lot of people that they wouldn't add the how, why, and how do you do it? Now you have a guideline. Adjust more if you like, but it's uh, it fits and it fits well. The other thing in here that they do with Visistitude is that it feels less of a discipline of uh, ridiculous, right? John already pointed out everything with it, but I think when you read it in the order of how they did the artwork for their first off, let's talk about the artwork of the Zamis. We mentioned it before, the preview is amazing, the book has some more of it in here, and I love seeing them. I love the way they're drawn, they're amazing, right? They feel otherworldly. They look like someone that if they told you with an extended hand to come with them, of course you would. They're beautiful, as they are terrifying, and you're never coming home. You know that. And that's all captured in the Where It's amazing job. But then we look at their retainers, the suffering. My God, the suffering that's on the face of the it's, uh, it's, It's heartbreaking to see it. But then you know that because they're doing their job well, they don't want anything worse to happen to them. There are worse fates than death. Exactly. And
2: one of the things I enjoyed about how they drew them was that you get the entire range of you got a guy who has uh, what looks like a straw that is tapped into his bloodstream that is dripping blood into a cup on a plate served to his master, which is one end of horror. Then on the complete opposite end, you've got a guy in a nice suit, looks pretty normal from the back. But you look down and he's got a hammer and a blade for hands.
1: Oh, it's it, so good. It's a gr- utensil. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why I like it, and here's why I don't. I always don't like it when people could comically just just joke on something. Like it's an effort for you to do, but I can't ignore it. Don't they seem a little like Gotham uh, villains here? Like what you get is he's got a hammer and he's got a knife <laughs> for a hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? I call him Poundy Sharpie. He'll take Batman down. Right? And that's sort of a. Sort of a comical thing. But at the same time, the first shocker they put in that you talked about, the servant, the detail that was put in on it, I think the artist more than saves and evokes that horror that you were looking for. As for the others, yep. it spice the taste, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm just being a jerk about that. But it's uh <laughs> it's it's still doable, but it's it's cheeky. I'm being cheeky. The <clears throat> rest of it though, Voz and its creation, uh, from when it was first introduced to later on, never really saw a usage. Like I never really felt it captured. Uh, horrific it was more like we need a giant right we're uh, we're playing minis on top of tabletop and we need a giant to spearhead and stomp the city it's a crusade damn it crusaded it. bring out the vase and they bring it out and you're like yeah it wouldn't be a novel till later on when you see the little tailor of Prague sticking a table with a uh, Archbishop Domingo de Polonia debating an assault where you really appreciate the little tailor of Prague and what Vaz do with Zemise and that writer did awesome that novel um, but mechanically into what we would use it for V five actually saved them for me. Where well, I didn't care about the Vaz before because it was always super secret stuff that only these Zamis could do at certain times, and only their ancient elders can possibly accomplish it. Okay, how hard is it to connect? Click connect the dots, right? We all know the bone song, right? Uh, but regardless, they write it up and you read it, and it's more like a uh, a Zamis who's been pushed too far. Like it's something in their wheelhouse, and when they have to do something outlandish or it's time to rip something wide open virtually any Zemis who's versed enough in the lore and, and what they can do will do it and where you say elder, they don't do that remember, elders aren't really a thing in V5 here they put it in your hands that it's mm-hmm. possible and if you got the will heart and the stomach, you can create a terrifying entity and they outline I never thought about this, did you ever wonder what a vase ate? No,
2: no I no. just like,
1: no, I, no. I, I did, you make a mini building as a <laughs> flesh scrapped, you're going through the streets you figure it ate people That's a good question. it eats everybody right? They're meat eaters. No, they just eat their master's blood. That's all they actually need is sustenance. And I sat there and went, that's that, That's a little more disturbing than I want it to be. And that's why I loved it, right? <laughs> yeah. Not like, you know, when I sat there, I was like, ah, poor guy. wonder if they get the salad bar, little vitamins, little BCAA, right? Branch chain amino acids to help them heal. No, none of that. They're just a gigantic thing that feeds on blood, and a lot of it. And that's the danger, right? I feel they wrote that to go, hey, stupid, if you're going to make a vase, make sure it dies right remember it feeds on your blood so if it goes out and get wounded it gets hungry needs a little snacky poo you better have 20 people right because what's it gonna do pick you up with its 15 arms i need to eat nom nom nub nub you know and you're like no not to me tonight igor put me down no you're like five ag help me dear god well you know not ag but (laughs) you know he's sucking you down you gotta do something about it and um that made it more horrific overall because i could see some and having a couple of these guys battling it out in the pit their own Sarlacc pit. You know what I mean? Or something ridiculous like that. Just a great job. We can go on and on about it. But, that's the Ravno, Salubri, Zemise. Uh, I think they did well. What do you guys think? Let us know. Reach out to us in our Discord or any various other messages uh, for that in the Clan's discussion, which I know is going to be a hot topic debated to the ends of time. But, what else? What else do we have in here, DJ? You mentioned a couple things in the beginning. Sure. So, other things. Actually, before we go, because I think we owe it to our, to our listeners as
0: well, is especially for Ravnos, and i'm sorry we, we kind of glazed over a little bit the discipline changes in Ravnos. we did so what well, we ended up well so with Ravnos, let's back up a little bit because now you know as we're talking about the Zemis, we're talking about the salubri especially how their disciplines change to match where they're currently at right now the Ravnos have switched up as well no longer are they working off of uh chemistry fortitude and animalism it's now animalism obfuscate and presence and I thought that was very, very cheeky and awesome as well. And the reason why is because that's exactly what they're doing is they're already tricking your mind as is. So why wouldn't it go under the, the auspice of being under the obfuscate discipline? Um, and the old temeristry that you were being able to use for, like uh, hallucinations and fata those are actually amalgams um, that are incorporated by also pairing them up with presence. So it's also not only a matter of tricking the mind, but also being able to kind of influence and, and use that mojo against other people to accept. You know, your trickery. So I thought that was really cool. I thought it was really balancing as well for how they presented it. But I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there. I I thought that was nice. It gives me a a little bit more, especially with my first Ravnose character, in terms of how I'd like to go ahead and um, use that discipline spread as well. But um, that being the case, clans and Coteries. um, To give a brief overview, the clans and Coteries section, um, the biggest thing about that is that it does give you every clan individually regarding how they act in the coterie itself. Um, The biggest takeaway from this are essentially there are clan codery merits that are kind of built in. Some of them a little bit uh, heavier than others are, I think. So, uh, John, what would you say are probably two of your favorites, if at all, in terms of these merits for the clans? And which one would you find the weakest? (coughs)
2: Weakest? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, There's so many to choose from. Uh, Unnecessarily... Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think any of them are inherently worse than the other. I mean, there's always some way to use it, given the game that you're playing. Um, some are obviously more useful than others. So some can only be used uh, a certain amount of time. So, like, you can only use it per game session. Others can be used as it is kind of pops up as a need. So those, I would just say, just from a base, are probably the ones that are, just from a game perspective, just inherently more useful. Um I I personally just enjoy how it how those uh, perks kind of give players an idea of how they can play their character as a member of a clan in a codery, right? Like it gives them some kind of a hook to base their play on, um which I think is good for all players because no matter how many years of experience you've got at some point you're going to need some help and this does a good job of giving you that first little hook to help out um, my personal favorite though just for uh, sarcasm's sake is the Bruja <laughs> because it's pretty much like anytime someone needs some help you can just pop up and give them this inspiration firing pep, pep talk, and boom, they're going to get some help. And now, because it did come up, you did not have an issue with your audio connection. I do have a speech impediment, and it will pop up occasionally. So do not
1: change your computer my man, settings. It's I'm just gonna, me. I'm, my man, I'm going <laughs> to ask you right now, straight up, yeah. John. Well, no. We can tell to- we can let you stand. That- we can let you die in that hill. Much respect, much love. Uh, never were we going to bring it up or even address it or even recognize that occurred uh, oh. because we don't think it injures you. So, oh, cheers. Um, we could edit out you saying that. We can edit out that that occurred. That's up to you. Uh, nah, keep it there. I don't really care. Well, you got it. So he-, he won't touch it. That's that's how that works. Uh, but uh, my hat's off to you, man. That's a lot of respect. But you were saying boot and rally, and I agree. Boot right. rally, yeah. Their ability to stand up and uh, it's, it just basically shit talk the guy, right? <laughs> it's like ba- best way out of a bad situation is to try again harder and, and have a right. and have a frenzy prone coterie mate impress upon you the error of your ways. I read that so many ways. Is this the guy going? Are you serious? That's all you got, bro? You call that a punch? Like is that r- really? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm just gonna have to try hard. All, all right, man. All right. Oh, you know. Um, my personal favorite, I think, uh, was the Hikata one. Personal. And I think, actually, the the Hikata uh, the one is so good. It's just, it's a two-point called Ars Morendi. And essentially, it gives you a one-off chance to help every single coterie, whoever needs it, in any single game you play to cover up a potential mask breach. Just because the Hikata are so used to dealing with death, they might just be able to make a few couple of changes here and there to at least make it passable. Doesn't mean to get out of jail free card but at least it helps buy you time, and it doesn't know how to make it a Masquerade Breach, which I've seen in so many games. It's it's a typical thing that Let's happens. Let's be honest.
1: That's the hand wave. It's the ST <laughs> hand wave. Every, head, every ST, everyone every gets ST, ST is going to make a Hikata hand wave, and it's going to have that there in presence. Some, one person in every game is going to be welcome to play Hikata because of that. You guys, yep. by chance, have a Hikata? Oh, great. Take some points. <laughs> Sounds good. It's free. <laughs> right? I could totally see it. I read that, and I thought the same thing you did, DJ, and actually, that, that is my favorite because they put it in there. How long have you thought, same as I do, is like, man, is it just us who has like people who do outlandish stuff? Like, It's the police call, All and the they time. crumple, and they freak out, and whatever, and like can't follow that logic, you know? But it's there because people want to do, sometimes, outlandish stuff and get away with it, but don't know how. Mm-hmm. caught is the answer. I don't necessarily think they're the answer, but here they are now, right? So that's <laughs> F what I think, and that's uh, sort of the deal. Um, but Hikata are also snappy dressers. Did you know that? Yeah, According yeah. To this very man. chic, very chic. How she's outfitted. Um, but that's that's that. Weirdly, Malkavians. That is a good one. I, I'm still baffled about this. Right? Let's let's go through this. As everything is connected, the Malkavian is able to extract secrets from the most unlikely sources, such as discerning the location of an elder's vault from someone's casual exchange about the weather, or unearthing an adversary's deepest fears from uh, the way they take a ride at an inc- intersection or whatever. Basically, it lets them once per session uh, to borrow skill points from the Malkavian to do something. I, I,
2: it's Oh uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't know how I could like weed that in. Just if a player used that in a game that I was running, I don't know how to describe what that would look like.
1: Well, it's it's a gathering of information, right? That's what they're that's what they're saying. But the Malk has to have the 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 aforementioned skill,
0: right? They're, they replace a skill, right? So what they do is they'll, they'll clear out a pool and be like, hey, uh where I normally was use acad- uh, academics for this. You know what? Instead, I'm just going to use technology. What? Yeah. Because I can see the oh, pattern here. Okay. And I weaved it in this particular way. And this is exactly what we're going to be able to see. And it's interesting. And I think it's uh, a more mechanical way of being able to kind of weave in those things that Melks do. That As you read it, you're like, wait a second. And you know what? You know, as we're talking about it, this, I'll be upfront. front. There's times when I even read stuff that Malks are meant to do, and the way that they're written, and even myself as a player, just reading it, just go like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I'll just pause here for a moment. I have to reread it and kind of let this sink in and see how I can bring this in character. Let me
1: uh, just, just put this on here. We're just gonna... I'm gonna let what you say stand. There's a lot I could say about this. Freaking ton. Well, Hey, you know, hope y'all enjoy. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we have uh, the Ministry in here, too. Uh, naturally, they all are, but uh, this this here is discerning. This is another one where I was like, alright, Help me understand this, DJ. For a single point
0: of uh, merit, once per session, you may discover someone's, you know, something superficial about them. So essentially, at a glance, you get a free, like, empathy role, to, or rather, insight role to figure out someone's desire or ambition and make it relate to a specific course of action where they're undertaking, but you're not expose any deep schemes or mysteries um, that they're unaware of. The character who interacted with the in question may describe the encounter.
1: So, so when does this become V5, the board game? I thought the point of playing the Ministry was to corrupt someone yourself, was to role-play that out or get a dice roll in to kind of figure it out with the ST as to how you're reading an NPC or another player, whoever your target is, and to go through that. Now we just got a mechanic? There is. And it's a free... It's a, for a point. Like I said, it's a,
0: it's a single point, and you get a freebie for it. Oh, that's... I think it's a... I mean, it's a thing, right? I mean, that's why we're kind of going through this as well, folks, because, like I said, there's a couple of things in terms of how they were kind of... The Tremere one, have you seen the Tremere one offhand? That Tremere one is bonkers. Like, I'm... I think that one's probably,
1: I, i'm with you i said to cut you out i'm sitting here going um this is here and this is here because it's at a training wheel to the ministry mm-hmm. right but then to me what is the point of the ministry does that make sense like a lot of people play it to play the corrupter but if you dumb down that experience to just a die roll you know like not the die rolls aren't involved but v5 less die roll right and uh that's that's what you want and so versus role play it out here's the guarantee but where's the fun in that is where i'm like I suppose it's fun for people. It's not meant for the high level, but that new starter router that wants to jump in with Ministry Step 1, um, I'm personally against that. Like, learn learn what the bases are before you jump to the difficulty. That's how I always felt this was set up to be. But here it is in case you say F that and you want it to be done, I suppose. Just it hit me as, wow, it's kind of hmm, a little lukewarm, a little lukewarm, but uh, as it's used. Like
0: I was saying, it's just uh, like I was, so let's start off with the first train of thought, right, which is Tremere, which is called Multi-Level Lord Keeping. You could essentially, as a premiere with this particular clan merit, or rather, yeah, this clan merit for the Coterie, use someone else's lore sheet. Any point of their lore sheet, the only thing stopping you is a storyteller with with at least a halfway decent sense of of restraint from being able to use it. So you could take a look and be like, I might not have that lore sheet, but I'm going to be able to use it. That is some really bonkers stuff. And going on to the second portion of that, as you were mentioning, Bob, it is, you know, once again, this whole segment of clan and Coterie is meant to help start people in um, and get inroads with other characters as well from different sections because most people don't you know you'd like to think that most people would get along with their coteries especially considering what clan they're playing and the characters that they built um these these clan merits uh these clan coterie merits are kind of there to be the social lubricant to make it easier to do so so these are your gimmies and, and I agree with Bob they're a lot more used for people getting into the game rather than the folks that are already going through because you could see where this might also be potentially abused
1: at higher level well, they're gonna use they're gonna use both and it will be abused. I mean, they wrote it knowing mm-hmm. it'd be abused, right? Because um, that brings up to the last segment here, and when we talk about the Iraq. Well, there's a ghoul segment here that's going to be great in fleshing out and adding to uh, a, a more in-depth explanation about ghouls. Heard about it. People want to hear about it. Here it is. Um, we know about ghouls. In here, it's still info about ghouls with B5. I don't think anything stellar news in here about them, other than to say B5, they're here. Here they are. Um, moving in, but they will give you Schlocka and Vaz that are in here, too, so that's It's a good place to line them up at. But let's get to the errata, if only, to explain the best thing ever added to all the books that they've ever done. It's editor's commentary. Mm. Which I feel they only did that because people like us exist. (laughs) Right? They only did that. They did it to start. Dude, let's jump ahead. We did this because of this. Now say whatever you want. That's what they did, right? Because it's probably also the most commonly asked questions, like explain yourself a little bit. You know, because we caught it. So what's what's going on? But is there anything in the errata? One thing. Let's keep it to one thing. We are over on time. That you guys saw that is worthy of talking about for an update. Blood search increase. Oh yeah, definitely. And the reason I say that is
0: because in uh, compared to V twenty, where you could you know burn a blood to kind of increase a stat the remainder of the scene uh, to be able to kind of get your vampire up and going and feel that potential of power originally the blood search at at least one blood potency level was a one for one. So you're risking rousing your beast and getting it hungrier just for like a single benefit of a single die. And it isn't until later levels of blood potency that you start seeing it pay off. No, no here. They let you know you're right. That investment should mean something to you, especially at earlier levels. So they bumped up the, the the level from instead of zero to five to one to six. So even at blood potency one, your blood search for your investment of that hunger is going to yield two dice on any action that you take whenever you do end up uh, surging. So I thought that was really cool because it makes your character feel that much stronger. It gives your character that much more potential to act out accordingly as that vampire. And especially especially because we don't have blood traits anymore as we did in the previous system and rousing for blood is just that much more important because it could bring you that much closer to Frenzy. It's worth the investment at this moment.
1: Can agree. Um, and for that, that alone, they do have some other key points in here, um, but don't let it go, right, folks? Just uh, pick it up spree um it's at uh i believe it's wad.com com, where i got mine mm-hmm. where i would go to uh pick up yours and uh listen to this check it out uh and thanks for listening john thank you for being here dj thank you very much as of always course, of course thank um, you excellent job john by the way or welcome edition like the insights ah cheers thank um, you. everyone we will resume Rage of the amazon of course is next one released if uh unless other vampire stuff drops nice and hot right in our lap so Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to our 25 years of vampire, the masquerade podcast. If you liked what you heard, please reach out and let us know on Twitter at 25 years of VTM at our email info
2: at 25 years, on Facebook at
1: www.facebook.com slash 25 years, VTM or on our website, www.25 years, If you would like to support us, We can be found at patreon.com slash 25
2: years of Vampire the Masquerade.